The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one from New York City, guys. And we're going to be talking behind the curtain. This uh, Usually every Sunday, I talk about the stuff that's been going on during the week behind the curtain. Today, our first topic will be the Royal Rumble. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about other news that's going on, especially with the... Uh, uh, what I put on the other uh, thing was last night, the situation with Bullet Club, or how the, the Good Brothers decided that they wanted to take the Bullet Club uh, trademark and keep it to themselves. So we're going to be talking about that and a lot of other stuff. Now, let's start off with the Royal Rumble, guys. You know, the Royal Rumble is on next week, next Sunday. Um, and I know of only two matches already um I know for sure that they are already scheduled to come out. I know for a fact. Uh, I don't know if they already decided to do the card. Um, I know that there's only 13 entrants of wrestlers who have declared that they are entering the uh, the Royal Rumble as far as the Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, according to the list that I have here. Let's see. Let's go here first real quick and look at the men's Royal Rumble participant. You have Daniel Bryan. You have Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Zami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Big E. So that is the men's side. The woman's side, you have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Tamina Snooker. There's only 12 of them in the woman, 13 in the men. I mean, looking at this list for the men, let's start off with the men's list. Now we can see that. The Miz is in this uh, rumble, and I ask myself, why? Doesn't the Miz have the money in the bank already briefcase, which he should have lost. He should have never got it back. But WWE, of course, with their storylines and the way they run their stuff, they claim that um, John Morrison was the one who gave the briefcase to the ref, and that is why the Miz never lost because he wasn't the one that gave the the. Uh, the briefcase. Now, I remember there was a match, something similar to I can't recall right now. I don't remember who it was. But it's kind of dumb and trying to, again, WWE trying to undermine the fans by, you know, saying, hey, look, we're going to do this part where the Miz is going to get his briefcase back. Meanwhile, you know, um, you know, this has been done before in the past where, you know, WWE in the past had had somebody given the briefcase and the wrestler loses and he doesn't get the briefcase back. But WWE this year decided that they were going to give the briefcase back to The Miz after they took the briefcase away from Otis. After giving him the briefcase back in May of last year at Money in the Bank. But then he never cast in his Money in the Bank, which left the briefcase in, 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 you know, in disarray and no respect to it. That briefcase don't mean nothing anymore. They had just killed Money in the Bank a briefcase. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. And it's funny because in a way I look at it as WWE watches New Japan. They have to. Because this thing with the briefcase stuff, I mean, it's dumb. I mean, even though New Japan kind of copied off WWE with the briefcase. But at least they don't do what WWE does. In New Japan, they go, they grab that briefcase. That briefcase is defended. And whoever wins that match gets the briefcase. 
Same thing with, uh, uh, I'll give you a good example, Kenta. Kenta has had the U.S. IWGP uh, certificate briefcase since, I believe, over the summer when he won it, the New, Japan, uh, the New Japan Cup USA. And that briefcase has been defended, not once, but two or three times already. Then he's just waiting for Moxley to give him the shot at the belt. But because of restrictions, uh, that is why it has not happened. WWE, they grabbed that briefcase. They had Otis running around. They even put a bologna sandwich inside that briefcase. It was just embarrassing. So the question is, why is the Miz in the Royal Rumble? You know what I'm saying? Shouldn't he be trying to cash in on a match, uh, especially the match between Goldberg and, and Drew McIntyre? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just crazy. Um, the guys in here, like Cesaro, he, Cesaro should have been a world champion a long, long, long time ago. And they just giving him the tag belts. Since he's been there, the tag belt, the United States belt, I think he won the Intercontinental. I might be wrong. But it's just nonsense. They, they don't know how to, you know, push the guys that they're supposed to push. And Cesaro is one of those guys that they, they've been telling him, oh, the brass ring. There's no such thing as the brass ring. Okay. Randy Orton, you know he's not going to win. Uh, last Monday he was there looking like a luchador because his face got burned. Uh, so I don't know where they're going with that. I, I believe that if he does come, I think Edge will come and surprise. He'll be part of the Rumble, and he'll probably eliminate Randy Orton. Uh, Jeff Hardy, eh, he'd sign God knows how many years contract. Zami Zayn, they're using him pretty much as Big Man is using him as a tease to the protester that the protester that um, protested on Trump's election. That's what they're doing. I mean, McMahon finds ways. You know what I'm saying? Shinsuke Nakamura, he's been not used for almost two years, and now they're trying to push him. And that's a little too late for him to push him. It's not, you're not going to tell me that you're going to push him now and make me feel that he's a legit. He was legit when he was in New Japan. Not now. You know what I'm saying? Big E, big push. This is not the first time he has held the Intercontinental belt, just in case you guys don't remember when he was managed by um, A.J. Lee and Dolph Ziggler back in the days when Big E made his re, uh, his debut. He won that belt. So Big E looking good. He could be one of the guys. Could be a surprise. But right now, out of these 12 or 13 wrestler who enter has entered so far on the on the Royal Rumble participants. I don't see anybody here. Maybe Danny Bryan winning the, the, the Royal Rumble so he could get a shot at, at Roman Reigns. He could be the guy who could go at it one-on-one with Roman Reigns. Um, Roman Reigns, of course, guys, you know he's going to go uh, against Kevin Owens and I believe it's a last man standing match. Or uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a street fight or whatever it is. But that's going to be good. Um, and you saw this week that um, um, Kevin Owens got even with Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns has beaten him up a couple of t- couple of t- couple of weeks in a row. Uh, the Adam Pearce thing, I don't know why they even using him in that situation. Um, Adam Pearce is not a joke. He's a wrestler. He used to wrestle. I don't know if he still uh, is in shape to wrestle. Um, but I don't see. Why don't you just put the label on him as general manager? I just he's an authority figure. WWE really. Uh, I, I don't know. As far as um, Raw, pff, Raw right now, I think uh, AJ Styles uh, had the best match last week with Ricochet. Speaking of Ricochet, come to find out he signed a four-year deal with WWE. Why? They're not even using you now. So what makes you think in the next four years you're going to be used? You're going to be used as a job, but that's what you're going to be used. I don't understand these wrestlers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Because the wrestlers, once they get to WWE, they think, oh, I'm in the big stage. You're not going to win anything. They're pushing the same guys over and over again. Unless you go to SmackDown. SmackDown is the only place that I know that if you go there, guys like Apollo, he had a title shot against Big E. They, they, they get pushed. And Raw, I don't know what it is with Ricochet. They don't like him. I don't know what. Send them back to NXT. Why you got him in Raw? They're not going to use him. Okay, you had him in some stupid storyline with Mustafa Ali with Retribution. Then he's getting beat up by uh, the uh, the Hurt Business. So, make up your mind what you're going to do with him. Because if you're not going to use him, then why bother? It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. 
But the Royal Rumble right now, can I the men's division? I can see Daniel Bryan winning it. And um, then Drew McIntyre, I don't know who he's going to wrestle because he's supposed to go with Goldberg. If Goldberg wins the belt, I'm going to be so pissed off because Goldberg don't care about the wrestling business no more. He's making a, he's only thinking about the money. He could bury. He's he's known right now to try to bury young talent. He did it with Kevin Owens. He did it with Bray Wyatt, and now he's about to do it with Drew McIntyre. You know, and and it's it's dumb. Drew McIntyre needs to beat him. You know what I'm saying? The only guy that I know that beat Goldberg straight up and won the belt was Braun Strowman. You know, and Braun Strowman hasn't been seen. I don't know if I am I missing something. Braun Strowman hasn't been seen in a while. I don't know if he's hurt. Or, or, or I don't know what, but uh, the fact that Goldberg is going to wrestle Drew McIntyre shows you that WWE have not produced a heel, a big time heel, uh, a dangerous heel to fight Drew McIntyre. You're going to put him against Goldberg, really? That's the only thing you got better to do. At least the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match. That's going to be at least you know something that I could say. You know, that, you know, you could say, okay, this is going to be a good match, you know. But Goldberg versus, I mean, Goldberg does, guy's 57 years old. He's going to go in the ring with Drew McIntyre. You know, I hope his cardio skill is better than what he had against the Undertaker. He almost passed out. I mean, you're going to say, oh, but he was in Saudi Arabia. It was 100-something degree. First of all, Goldberg should have never been in the ring with Undertaker at all. That was the worst match I ever. One of the worst Undertaker matches I've seen. One of the worst Goldberg matches I've seen. And you know, Goldberg's still thinking that the ki- little kids, little kids don't watch Goldberg. They're not. He's not a superhero. There's no. Is it such a thing of superheroes anymore in wrestling? No, not at all. You know, it's, it's just, just crazy stuff, and people continue to. You know, support this garbage because uh, I don't know why it's Goldberg back. I don't understand it. I don't understand why Goldberg is back and then to, and you just giving out title matches. So many talent that WWE has, and you just giving out, you know, um, title matches like crazy. The women's part, uh, the women's division, as far as the Royal Roman participant here, it's just kind of. This is kind of hard, but I won't put it past WWE, and most likely they either will give it to Charlotte Flair again. Even though Charlotte Flair has come back, she has get, she's gotten pinned a couple of times by, uh, what's, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name. The blonde one that's walking around with her father. Uh, she's gotten pinned a couple of times, and Charlotte Flair last year should have never won the Women's Royal Rumble. Should have gave it to Shayna Baszler. But they shit it on Shayna Baszler. So, just to put the NXT belt around uh, Charlotte Flair, where she didn't do anything with that belt. She didn't uh, enhance the talent. She didn't enhance the brand. And the next thing you know, she left for six months. Yet, PWI named her uh, one of the top five women wrestlers in the world. Yeah, okay. Um, which I lost total respect for PWI because of that. You know? Um, but then we have here... Bailey's not going to win it. Bailey had a long title run with that SmackDown belt. And I think I think that she won't be having that belt around her for a while. Even though Bailey did it. It was a great heel. She did what she had to do. Now, here's the woman that I think they should be pushing all the way. And they didn't push her out of the Survivor Series. They didn't put a rocket behind her. And that was Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair should be the one who should win the Women's Royal Rumble. It's between her, Shayna Baszler, between those two. I don't know who else is next participants. The other probably, what, was it 30, 18 other participants going to be part of the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm sure they're going to bring in some NXT maybe in there. If they don't, that goes to show you what they think of NXT. NXT has been depleted. I mean, they even lost this week to AEW. How you lose to AEW and AEW's programming this week was not great at all. It felt like an AEW dark. So that got to show you what NXT has become. Will we see uh, Rhea Ripley at the Women's Royal Rumble? We'll see um, uh, Shotzi 
Blackheart or, or Amber Moon. Who knows? We'll probably have a couple of them there, you know? So it'll be cool, but I still see either Gina Baszler or Bianca Belair coming out as the winner of that. And um, so, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on right now as far as the WWE. Um, but, you know, we're going to see what happens. I mean, the Royal Rumble last year was pretty good. Uh, I think one of the worst Royal Rumbles I ever saw was the 40 participant Royal Rumble. I think it was 2010 or 2011. It was just total horrible, too long, too too long. I, I, I don't I don't like those long, long rumbles, you know. Uh, so we'll see what happens, and we'll continue to look into it. Today's episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gears to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch basketball from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and PotGo to bring our listener up to 75% off on select items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to potgo.co slash NBA for up to 75% off selected items from the NBA store. The NBA where amazing happens. So we continue on with the Chokesland Wrestling Report podcast as we bring up the topic behind the curtain. The Good Brothers comment on comment on using the bullet card trademarks. Uh, it was very surprising when I read this article where the uh, Car Anderson and Luke Gallows were attempting to trademark the Bullet Club uh, logo. And surprisingly enough, uh, like I said yesterday on my YouTube channel, when I talked about the Bullet Club and what's going on with Bullet Club, something that a lot of podcasters are not talking about as the Bullet Club situation, that Gallows and Anderson attempted to trademark the Bullet Club without letting New Japan know. So what that shows you, I mean, how grimy can you be? I mean, I didn't even know that New Japan had not trademarked Bullet Club. That that faction has been around since 2013, and in May of this year will make eight years that they've been around. They're probably the second uh, longest faction being together, and the good thing about it was that New Japan just trademarked it. So either somebody was sleeping at the wheel and they didn't try to trademark this or whatever. But I know reading the article that Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows claimed that they were trying to find ways even – a bootleg way to trademark Bullet Club. So that would have caused chaos. It would have caused all kinds of stuff. But why would Carr Anderson and Luke Gallows do that? I mean, what did Bullet Club members, as far as like Balak, Fali, and Tamatanga, did to them for them to even attempt to do something like that? And then to top it off, of course, we know about the hard-to-kill Impact Wrestling pay-per-view where you saw Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers coming out with Bullet Club gear. Especially Luke Gallows. At Tamatanga's podcast, he claimed that uh, that Omega and Anderson tricked Luke Gallows into buying a new gear with the Bullet Club logo on it. Because he said that Luke Gallows is the cheapest guy in the world. He sold everything because he's all about money. Now, as you guys well know, and I spoke about it yesterday on my YouTube channel, is this a work? Because Tamatanga went off on Twitch on Tuesday. And talk to even when as far as to even say that, you know, that he would like WWE to try to work something with New Japan as a, a merger or some type of working relationship. And, of course, I said in my podcast that this would not look good for AEW. Because if that was to happen, AEW would be in so much trouble. Okay. I don't care how much talent they got in there, but they, they would not be able to compete with WWE and New Japan if they were to merge. I think AEW went as far to even try to trademark the two sweet. And the last time I checked, um, WWE, I remember giving a sis and desist letter to the Young Bucks because they were using the two sweet um, logo, the hand gesture, that WWE went that far to even kind of threaten them with lawsuits and all kinds of stuff. 
until even Tamatanga said in his, in his podcast on Tuesday, he said, you know, I could call the other company and give you a, a cease and desist letter, but I ain't no snitch. You know what I'm saying? And why are they messing around with Bullet Club from Japan? Are they bitter? Is something that happened that we don't know about as wrestling fans? Or all this is a work because Kenny Omega is behind all this crap. You know, Kenny Omega, when Kenny Omega won the AEW belt from John Moxley, my thought was, well, he's going to do some Infinity Gauntlet and be a belt collector. Because this first interview in Impact, the following week, he mentioned about something about comic books and how much he likes comic books. And sometimes you can't collect all the good comic books. But he made it sound like he was going to be the belt collector. It's going to be like Thanos when he got all the the jewels and the, and, the, and all that for his glove. And all of a sudden now, the following week, he does something about bu- 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 Bullet Club reunion. And that kind of, you know, rubbed Tamatanga the wrong way because he even put on Twitter a betrayal is real. So, you know, I, I don't understand what's going on because I know Tamatanga, when he first did his podcast, the first guest was Carl Anderson. Oh, is this all work? I think this is all work because in reality... I was on Instagram and Carson put a, a video of him coming home and picking up his kids from the bus stop and Tamatanga liked the picture or liked the video. So is this a work? Is they trying to have everybody guessing? Who knows? But if they are, they're doing a great job. And nobody can say anything else about that because it's, it's a great job. It's, it's something that you, you know, can't make up. Surprisingly enough, this week or oh, last week, Impact had uh, the Good Brothers on, and after uh, Chris Saban and James Storm kind of challenged the Good Brothers for the title, Private Party showed up at AE, um, I mean, not the AE, well, the AEW team of Private Party showed up with Matt Hardy at Impact. And they kind of uh, had a match between Chris Saban and James Storm for the winner of that gets a shot at the Good Brothers, and now, uh, and no surrender, the private party is going to wrestle the Good Brothers. But here's the thing what I'm saying. Private party turned heel this past Wednesday when they attacked um, Matt Seidel and Top Flight, along with Matt Hardy. And one should ask, uh, are they going to be heels in Impact? Or, I mean, being that they're from Impact, so I guess the Good Brothers will be known as the uh, fan favorite because they represent Impact. But that's something for us to see. But you already see that that private party is already making noise. Um, also, in the crowd, while they wrestled James Storm and Chris Saban, Tony Khan was there with other wrestlers taking notes. So, And the rumor going around is that uh, Tony Khan made by Impact. Eh, I don't see that happening. Unless he's going to use Impact as a... Uh, a, like an NXT type thing to produce young wrestlers but still have veterans in there which would be a great idea but is An- um, Anthem going to sell that? Because Anthem owns Access Channel so if they do are they going to give up access the Access Channel also if they do sell to Tony Khan? I mean it's a lot of questions I mean like again I, I, I predicted this stuff was going to happen in 2020 went before the year end. I said there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff going on, and now there's all these rumors behind the scene. Uh, we don't know. So, an AEW star told WWE, "No, f you." We talk about William Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, part of Team Taz. He said that he did the tryout with WWE, and the WWE said he did very well. They liked his tryout, whatever, but they didn't have anything for him. And as soon as he went to AEW and kind of like debuted it, WWE contacted him to get him back. He told WWE, F you. I'm not, I'm not signing what you got. And you know what? In reality, this is not the first time that we hear this. I mean, if you go back, I think Ricky Stark was one of them. Ricky Stark had a tryout, I think, and had a match, if I'm correct. And they told him that he had nothing. The minute they found out that he was going to debut in AEW, 
they try to call him back. You know? And the thing is that WWE is still looking behind the rearview mirror on AEW when it comes to them recruiting wrestlers, even though they, the AEW has too many wrestlers. And for a two-hour show, they got AEW Dark, which kind of helps because all these wrestlers wrestle. A lot of them um, are upcoming wrestlers from the indie scene. Uh, we saw Danny Limelight, I think it was last week, last Wednesday, in a six-man tag with the Varsity Blondes against the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Um, so, you know, again, Danny Limelight is one of the guys I said from, uh, I think, mid-September when I say he's a guy that everybody should be watching. Uh, so, you know, but this is nothing new. This is not nothing new when it comes to WWE. When I see somebody's about to sign with AEW, they jump in and try to convince the only guy that I know that really went and was wrestling AEW Dark and then but left to WWE, signed with WWE, was Ben Carter. And now Ben Carter is in, in the UK, in NXT UK. Will we ever see him in WWE Raw or NXT? We don't know. We really don't know. But it goes to show you what WWE does. They, they pretty much try to do a... Don't the one minute they don't want the wrestling, and then the minute they see that they're going somewhere else, oh, let's snatch them up, you know. So, who knows? Kenny Omega says he had no more goals after winning the IWGP title. Um, do I believe him that I don't know because the word around was that the president at that time, Howard Minch, whatever his name was, was not a big fan of Kenny Omega. And then Hiroshi Tadahashi was doing uh, politics behind the back and trying to capture the belt away from Kenny Omega because the word was that Omega was going to leave New Japan anyway. He was not going to sign with them. So he won the title, but let's be realistic. His title reign after he beat Okada was not the greatest, you know, because right after that, I think he defended the belt one time, and then after that, he was in the G1 Climax Tournament, and he was, he was wrestling with a broken heel or whatever the case, but... Again, his title reign as the IWGP champion was not the greatest. I mean, he's, he had a great match in Dominion in 20, uh, 2018. One of the best. Uh, I mean, even Dave Meltzer gave it a seven star. It was an a hour and six minutes of, of wrestling, two out of three falls. And their matches between Okada, I remember Wrestle Kingdom, I think 2017, was one of the best matches they had. They had another one at the G1 Climax Finals in 2017. They had a couple of matches, but he said that he set out his goals after winning the IWG belt. If that's the case, then why is he still wrestling if he achieved all the goals? Apparently not, because now he's the AEW World Champion. He's the EVP of OLE Wrestling. And he claims that he's trying to uh, produce better product for the women's division, but I don't see it. I don't see it at all. So it's just something that has me bugging out at one point because I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's, it's crazy. But we're going to be talking about that, about him with the women's division, whatever. Revolution, the pay-per-view the AEW does on February is now going to be moved in March, either the 6th or the 7th. They don't know yet because I guess there's something, UFC fight that same night, and they're moving it up to March or moving it down to March. Um but then again, Revolution, the only match so far um, set up is the Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Sting and Darby Allen. And again, we were all wondering what Sting is going to do. Well, he's going to be in a street fight, which is better than him being in a wrestling match. Because in a wrestling match, you got to take bumps. Now, the thing is, it's going to be interesting if he's going to be able to take... If it's a street fight, you know, some street fights, somebody go through the, through the, through the table or whatever... Most likely, the one's going to take the most bump is going to be Darby Allen. Um, and Allen could take a lot because, I, I mean, yesterday I was on social media and I saw a old clip of Darby Allen. I think, I think it was Brian Cage. He flipped it, he he flipped him over and he landed outside and hit the railing that was made out of wood and he landed head first on, on the floor. So Darby Allen... It's one guy who's going to take the most punishment in that in that match. So, um, I don't see Sting taking too much punishment. One, because of his age. Two, because of his neck injury he had in 2015. 
Uh, is AEW willing to take that sacrifice and then lose them for good? I mean, it's not like they're losing big money, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be liable for a wrestler to get hurt and then he'll try to. I mean, I don't see Sting doing that, but never know. Anything, anything is possible when it comes to wrestling. But Sting in a in a street fight, I think it's the better thing to do because you can't have him in the ring. He can't. I, I don't even think if he could take a, a, a whip to the buckle because, you know, you take a whip to the buckle, you most likely are going to feel the vibration or the hip. And remember, that's why he got hurt. It was a, a turnbuckle power bomb that Steph Rollins did to him. And he landed wrong on his neck. And that was the end of his career. And that was, that was it. He was out for a while. So, you know. It's something to look forward to coming up in Revolution. And we don't know what day it is. Most likely March 6th. But definitely it's not going to be in February. If you guys are trying to monetize your podcast. And you're a podcast creator. And you're trying to make a little bit of money. My podcast today is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o and be sure to add my podcast in the how do you hear about the Podgo section of the application new japan pro wrestling is having the road to new beginnings and already big time match happened or a change of titles happened in the road to new beginnings the team or desperado uh, um i forgot the other guy's name um desperado and uh kanamaro that's his name <laughs> fart in my brain right now but Kanemaru and Desperado lost the IWGP Junior Tag Team belts to Tashi Ishimori and Fantasmo. Now I knew this was going to happen when Fantasmo ended up coming back to New Japan and Ishimori lost the IWGP Junior title and we figured well they're not going to keep Bullet Club with no belts Right now, Bullet Club owns the IWGP Tag Team titles with the Gorillas of Destiny. And now you got Fatasmo uh, and Ishimori, the IWGP Tag Team Champions, Junior Tag Team Champions. So that's a good move. And now they're waiting, I think it's in February, they're going to have the um, New Beginnings. Um, so they just, a lot of the, these shows of New Beginnings are more like tag teams. A lot of tag team, five on five, four on four. But they had the junior tag team title match last, this, I think, a couple of days ago. And um, so we got new champions. Going back to AEW, Kenny Omega says the AEW women's division is his main focus above his career and side projects. Uh, if that's the case, I'm going to be the first one to criticize it because if you was focused on the women's division, you will make it more interesting than having just one match in the um, Dynamite, AEW Dynamite. I think some of the stuff, like, I'll give you a good example. Two weeks ago, they had Britt Baker's whatever, that little show that she has. And that was a waste of time. They brought out Cody Rose. Then Cody Rose got uh, uh, interrupted by Jada Carhill. Then Jada Carhill got interrupted by Velvet. And it was just a waste of time just to promote the Bray Baker versus Thunder Rosa for Beach Break. You did all that at five minute, ten minute segment where you could have just put another woman's match in that car. So I feel like AEW does little things that they waste time on, um, especially stuff with the inner circle that don't need to be there. Um, you know, um, so it's just waste of time. I think this week, I don't, I don't, I can't recall if they wasted time. Uh, this week, even though the car wasn't the great, greatest match, I mean, they had Penelope Ford against Lita Hirsch. And 
that match was horrible because again, Penelope Ford hit a knee that had no strength and had no nothing behind it. It goes to show you that if Kenny Omega is really concentrating on the women's division, the first thing he needs to do is to make sure these women are wrestling correct, that the moves are crisp and they're on point. Some of these women that they have is you know is they botch, they botch queens, and now they're talking about making I think a 16 woman tournament to identify the number one contender for uh, Sheeta's title. And when you have a, a woman like that, it makes the champion look weak. You put it against Abaddon, I think it was on the last pay-per-view, or not even the last pay it was on a, uh, New Year's Smash. And Abaddon was a total failure. And I, You know, everything that I thought that she was going to do, it was just not something that you want to watch. She came out under the ring with blood coming out of her mouth. Uh, uh, she didn't look like she was. She had bit her in her neck, and the blood was very light. It wasn't. It was just. Uh, it had me just mind boggling. Like, what the hell is going on here? You know. And so the women's division needs more time. You got too many tag team matches. Okay. First of all, guys like Acclaim, they don't need to be in there. Those guys don't need to be on TV. They they have lost every match since they've been on Dynamite. Uh, TAs too. Those guys they're not pushing them either. They just like they're un- being underutilized. Those guys are good, but they don't get the push that they need. So I don't know what's going on. And this week's Dynamite was one of those Dynamite that I was like, this was not a good show. And when you got Kenny Omega talking about. Uh, that's his main focus. Yeah, your main focus. Riho is coming back, supposedly. She should be coming to, to the States, I think, by the ending of this month or the beginning of February. But why are you bringing Riho back? Riho is not... It's like watching a little kid wrestle. You know? Riho is not somebody I want to watch wrestling. You know? And that's one of Kenny Omega's favorite wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? You lost Sadie Gibbs. You lost Bea Presley. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Look at what you got. Velvet. Red Velvet? Please. Penelope Ford? Please. These are not people that I would want to see because they not they haven't improved. They have not improved when, when the wrestling skill. I don't know who's run. Probably Dustin Rose, the one who's running the women's thing, and and I, I don't know. But the best thing they ever had was Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb's. The team of of Diamante and um, oh fuck, Ivelisse. I was glad they won the tag team tournament, but. They, too, don't look like they have improved as far as wrestling. They do little bodges here and there. I don't know. Their chemistry is not on point. And that's the thing. You got to get women wrestlers who have chemistry. A lot of these female wrestlers, when they get in the ring, they have no chemistry. The match between Serena Deebs and, and Tyler Conti, great, great chemistry. Same thing with Anna J. Anna J is, I think, the woman in there who has improved. As women improved, I think, as far as 2020, is her. The most improved woman wrestler in 2020 has been Anna J. Okay? Because the girl came from out of nowhere and part of Dark Order, number 99, and she has improved immensely. So, many people may not agree with it, but it is what it is because it's the truth. Like my heart said, the truth is the truth. So, Dax Harwood wants a WWE star in AEW. And the star he's talking about is Chad Gable. And Chad Gable is another guy that WWE underutilized. First, they had him wearing some basketball short. Uh, I forgot what was the name they had. Uh, uh, and he's one guy that WWE don't know how to use him. Why? Because of his small stature. They got him teaming up with Danny Bryan. And I forgot who's the other guy he's teaming. I think Otis. They got him teaming with Danny Bryan, which is good. But again, with Otis, Otis is a joke. Well, let me correct that. WWE has made Otis a joke. You know? With the worm and all that stuff. Chad Gable should be nowhere near that. Ever since his partner got hurt, Chad Gable has been lost in the shuffle. He has not been anything. He had two good matches that I remember seeing him against Barry Corbin. After that, he has done nothing. He changed himself to Shorty G. That was the name they had, Shorty G. And he changed it to Chad Gable and what it done. And Dax Harwood, who worked with uh, Chad Gable back in NXT when the Alpha Males 
against uh, FTR back then with great matches. That's when I first discovered FTR. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they would. That was the one of the best tag team matches I seen in NXT, and this is when I first started seeing NXT between those two guys, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable against Hardwood and Cash, and Jordan's been hurt for because of neck injuries. The FTR left from um, um, the re- revival. So I say the revival went into FTR. And now Chad Gable is not doing nothing but being a, a, a Matt Carter or a jobber in WWE. And Dark Hart would love to see him in there because he knows, he said it. You could tell who's a wrestler and who's pretending to be a wrestler. So I don't know who he's taking shots at, but the truth is the truth again. You know, there's wrestlers out there, they, all they do is do uh, gimmicky stuff, uh, jumping off the top rope, whatever. And then you got those wrestlers who know how to wrestle. And Chad Gable is one of them. And Dax Harwood wants him in AEW. And, uh, you know, WWE is underutilizing him. So, speaking about WWE, there's an update about the WWE Stone Cold trademark dispute. Now, this is the first time I heard about this. Supposedly, an NFL player created a drink called Stone Cold, I don't know, Job or whatever it was. Uh, And supposedly, WWE is uh, fighting... On that about the um, the uh, the trademark because he used it. It's called Stone Cold LLC, and that's what uh, the guy um, the guy me is using that. And now they're kind of like uh, disputing it, talking about you know that's there because of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, and you know it's 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 crazy because now. You know, they, these guys are not going to go to court over the Stone Cold, you know, the Stone Cold uh, label. Um, to, it, he, I think he, the drink is called Stone Cold Jones. And now WWE is trying to settle it in court. And, you know, it's just crazy nonsense going on here. Um, also, we got Triple A title to be defended in another promotion. And we're talking about Laredo Kid, who is the Cruiserweight Champion in Triple A. Is about to defend his belt in Major League Wrestling. Everybody is sleeping on Major League Wrestling. Corp Bauer is doing stuff very quietly. And what I've seen in Major League Wrestling since they opened in December, they matches are good. Right now, um, supposedly, Leo Rush just beat uh, Marion Reed for the, for the middleweight title. Uh, Hammerstone, Alex Hammerstone, is about to start feuding with Joseph Fatu, but before that, he has to get through uh, the big guy, Madrock, whatever his name is. So, MLW is quietly doing their thing, which I like it because, you know what I'm saying, um, they are trying to work with everybody. They're working with New Japan. They're working with AAA. So, now Laredo Kid is about to defend that belt, the AAA uh, Cruiserweight Champion in MLW, which is good because... MLW usually bring a lot of the mes- uh, Mexican wrestlers into MLW, so that will be cool. Uh, big title chain again, uh, like I told you about New Japan, I think we covered that. Undertaker's comment on Wrestling Today. He was in the Joe Rogan podcast this past week and said something to the effect that wrestling right now is not like when he was wrestling back then. Um, supposedly, he said that back then, they usually had guns and knives. Now these wrestlers are too busy trying to look pretty and play video games. Uh, surprisingly, Xavier Woods was one of the guys that um, commented on that and said that, you know, he is glad and, and grateful for the guys who paved the way into the business and whatnot. But he rather play video games than go and drink a beer or I don't know what the other... It was explicit, so I don't know if he was talking about taking drugs or whatever the case may be. But uh, he spoke about it. Trent from Best Friends went online and said that Undertaker should be in jail. But then he cleared it. He said because of what he said, uh, you know, about wrestlers looking pretty and all that. And, I mean, I don't know to agree or disagree. I don't know. I know Undertaker back then, he used to be with a big mob. It was uh, the... uh, the Head Shrinkers, the Yokozuna, uh, Papa Shango, or, or, or I don't know his name now, I keep forgetting. Um, 
So he used to hang out with a bunch of guys. They were like straight up. They didn't not. They weren't into video games and all that. But that's a different era. So I guess sometimes you got to be careful what you say because you don't know who you're gonna rub the wrong way with that comment. Um, also, Matt Hardy got into a small accident on Friday on his way back home. Uh, he got rear-ended because he said he was heading home and there was a, a accident on his way there. And then all of a sudden, he got rear-ended 40 miles per hour by a truck. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he said, uh, never look back at uh, a rubberneck. That's what he said. So, um, you know, it's crazy. But uh, let's see. I have I just saw something right now about... Look at here, see if there's any more. Oh, I got one here. Definitely, I want to read this. The Good Brothers. Fans have been waiting on Bullet Club reunion. Never got that moment in WWE. So, AEW New Year's match, um, night one, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks reunited for the first time since 2016. The closing shot of the former Bullet Club member throwing the two sweet Hanson went viral on social media as longtime Bullet Club fans enjoy a moment in AEW history. So the Good Brothers appearing on Busted Open Radio, they said that the hand cramp, the hand gesture, they maybe we're not allowed to say the name off, but we're going to do it anyway, said Gallo. I understand that Matt Jackson said in the Young Bucks, we're doing the hand gesture, I dubbed it the two sweet, so I guess I invented it. I made the name. We can do whatever we want. On the reunion, Gallo said they've been waiting on it for years because even in WWE, having guys come from Bullet Club, they never got that moment with the group or any variation of the group. Once Kenny raised two sweet up, once we threw it up and the Bucks were hesitant, but we all came together, that was a perfect way to go off the air. The shot with our hand in the air, that was good shit. So, again, like I spoke about it in the beginning, uh... You know, they said that we did, they did a pair with the Good Brothers and AJ Styles and called it the club. And then the OC at the Bullet Club reunion. Well, the Good Brothers don't own the Bullet Club trademark. AEW did file the trademark too sweet on January 14. Uh, I don't understand that. Tama Tanga, who's a member of the current Bullet Club, has said Omega and the company can have the too sweet as Bullet Club has moved on. And you can find Tama's full comment by clicking here. But I already spoke about it in the beginning of the show. Uh, this is going to be, I think, to me, for the next couple of months, is the interesting part about this whole Bullet Club stuff. I talked about it on my YouTube video. I spoke about it at the beginning of this show. It's just a lot of crazy stuff going on. I don't know if this is a, a, a work or this is real, personal. Um, I mean, Tama Tonga always put Kenny Omega. He never liked the Kenny Omega. I don't know why, but uh, I guess because he tried to break up the Bullet Club when he made the Elite just as soon as he became the leader. So, and then the whole stuff that happened right after that as the elite tried to use Bullet Club as a launching platform for them to make money using Bullet Club um, shirts and all that. And they never gave royalties to the guys in Japan, which it was Byline Filet, the Gorillas of Destiny, Chase Owens, uh, the Kill Pimp. Uh, they never got royalties for that. So maybe that's one of the reasons why they did what they did 2018 in San Francisco by attacking the elite and taking them out. Only three guys took out a whole group of guys. Remember that. Three guys. Haku and his sons. Took out the whole the elite, the firing squad. We still remember that. When he had Kenny Omega by the hair and whatnot. So, anyway, guys. This is it, guys. Um, again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Also, you can find me on YouTube, my YouTube channel called the Chokesland Wrestling Report. And like I told you guys, um, beginning of this year, that there was going to be a website. The website has been running, and a lot of people have been buying the shirts at tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Again, tcwr.veryimpressive.com very impressive.com you guys could go and check out the website in the website you will see the youtube channel in there you will also see a big gigantic logo with the chokeslam wrestling report if you click that you get the audio podcast and you get to listen to some of the shows if you didn't have not listened to some of the archives of the show in the past also i have my merchandise in there i got the chokeslam wrestling report shirt i got that 
baseball cap, and I got two other wrestling shirts in there called Body Slammer and the other one called Ding Ding Ding. So you guys can check that out. Very low price. And um, and you, I would love you guys to go in there and support the podcast, support what I'm doing. Also, the new news, the good news is now uh, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report is part of the Jonas Podcast Networking. That's the WrestlingJoners.com. Uh, he was nice enough to add me to his network, so now we're partnering with them. Um, telling you, there's a lot of things going on in my podcast i'm joining networks and uh, this is way different to the one that i was in 2020 you know what i'm saying you got podcasters they're doing the same thing that i'm doing not podcasting with a bunch of other sports and then they're trying to tell me what to do on my um how to promote my stuff and none of that so yeah i'm saying it whether we don't like it i don't care because it's the facts so this is a wrestlingjoiners.com there's a bunch of wrestling podcasters who have gone together and now we're joining together to push each other and uh, raise the brand, our brand plus the network's brand. So, you know, um, I'm glad that I joined him. Um, and not only he will be um, promoting my audio podcast, but he also promoting my YouTube podcast. So everybody wins. It's a win-win situation it's called networking, something that a lot of people don't do. Everybody with the egos and all that stuff, that this is not the place for it. And I'm glad that, you know, I asked to join. He was kind enough to join, uh, asked me to join, and, and now I'm part of that. So, again, that's another thing that we're doing. So, until then, guys, again, if you want to listen to my audio podcast, also, you could, tag, you could hit the choke.